6: Richard, you would know better than myself, seeing the ground and pound game from Arkansas football the last two weeks. How much of an impact has that had with running backs that you've talked to in state and out of state that are potentially deciding to come to Fayetteville?
5: Well, I mean that uh, that stat about leading the uh, Power Five in rushing uh, last year. I mean that right there automatically gets the attention to the kids and also get you know we're talking about running backs right now but it also gets the attention of offensive linemen offensive linemen love to love to be aggressive be be, a, be physical they prefer to run block over pass block and uh you know uh, uh Fletcher Westfall the four star offensive lineman for Virginia in the twenty twenty twenty-four class uh that visited over the weekend he loved watching Arkansas run the ball the other day and and get close to 300 yards rushing, so it, it helps with both of those, uh, both of those uh, position groups. But uh, definitely, as a running back, you want to tote the ball and you want to have success. And 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 history shows that uh, you're going to have that under Sam Pittman. Where wherever he's gone, he's had offensive lines that could uh, you know help uh, guys uh, find holes and uh, show their uh, talents. So uh, it, it definitely helps.
6: See, Richard, that's why we like having you on because I didn't even think about that approach coming from the mindset of offensive linemen. You mentioned Fletcher Westfall, twenty twenty four kid out of Virginia. Who are I know Joey Sue is kind of the big Northwest Arkansas name. Who are some other big time four or five star offensive linemen that Arkansas fans should be keeping an eye out for? Well,
5: uh, the San the San uh, uh, Lang, a, uh, a four star offensive lineman from. Uh, Alabama. He'll be coming in for an official visit this—not uh, this, uh, this weekend—but for the Alabama game. Uh, he's visited like two or three uh, previous times. But he's—he's he's a I mean, standard uh, Cody Kennedy, uh, Sam uh, Pittman offensive lineman, six four, six five, about three hundred twenty pounds. And uh has a very good offer list. But uh he's one to keep uh, keep an eye on as far as in the twenty three class and obviously Parker Westfall what what what's encouraging there is obviously uh that was his second visit. He visited back in in April with his mom. This time on the, over the weekend, his father accompanied them, so that's good and uh, there's a good chance he visits uh Visits in the uh, spring, so uh, again, just getting kids on uh, campus multiple times. That's that's how you get them, especially the out of state guys.
4: You put together a nice compilation of all the Arkansas commits and how their high school seasons are going. We've seen a, a rebirth, if you will, with Trey Knox at tight end. One of the first names I wanted to scroll down and look for was uh, Shamar Easter down at Ashdown. He it looks like he's off to a pretty good start, as well as uh, a few other Luke Haas, the uh, the other tight end that's kind of on the list from Bixby.
5: Yeah, uh, Shamar. He, he, I, matter of fact, before we went on the air, I was getting his stats for uh, tomorrow. Uh, that's when I posted the commitment stats uh, from Co- uh, Coach Richardson at uh, Ashdown. But uh, he, he's he's kind of a, he's kind of a freakish type athlete that uh, has a, has a size. He's about a legitimate six five six six, about 220, 225 pounds. But you know, he'll be two fifty or uh, or so at Arkansas at some point, but, uh, he, he can, he can go not only from a, you know, a, a blocking standpoint, He's had several uh, pancakes this year, but he can also, uh, run the ball pretty, pretty effectively. I think he had a 67 yard, uh, uh, touchdown run, uh, just recently. And Hawes he, uh, he had, a I I think three catches for three, uh, 93 yards and two touchdowns. He had a 17 yard, uh, touchdown run. Uh, last week, and he and 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 he tweeted out his highlights uh, last night, and man, it was just like a man among boys. It really was. It was an impressive, uh, not not just his scoring, but his block and how dominating he was as far as his blocking. And obviously, as a tight end, to be effective, that's what you have to you know you have to be effective at blocking.
4: Another one that stood out on that list: the uh, the lineman out of Bentonville, Joey Sua, who moved in. Um, and I know they're off this week. A lot of high schools are off this week, 10 pancake blocks. You got him listed out as grading at 85% hadn't allowed a sack this year. That those are the kind of numbers that uh, Sam Pittman's looking
5: for, I guess. Oh yeah. And, uh, they, uh, they, they don't, uh, grade them easily. Sometimes you'll see, uh, guys in the nineties and stuff like that, but uh, so it's, 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 it's all about, uh, who, who the offensive line coach is and how particular they are, if it if you make the wrong step. You may, you may be deducted, uh, a percentage or a half a percentage or something. There's so many different ways of grading the, uh, offensive lineman, but, uh, I know, uh, uh coach Dennenhire and there is uh, very selective on, on how he grades. So, uh, if you, if you graded in the, uh, mid eighties, you're, you're doing pretty good. Let's switch gears
4: for a minute and talk a little bit of basketball. The, the fall recruiting period, uh, is back underway. And, uh, you were letting everybody know that Eric Musselman and his staff are going to get back out on the road, and there's plenty of guys to go out and look at right now, including uh, Terry and Burgess, uh, one of the guys at Marion. They're they're looking at right now is high school basketball. We're thinking about football right now, but they're starting to have their practices and getting ready for their seasons.
5: Yeah, no doubt. He, he's 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 without a doubt one of the top 20, 25 prospects in the nation. Uh, six, eight, six, nine can uh, can can play just about every position and legitimately. And you know, when you say that, that's, that's, a, that's a strong uh, that's strong wording. But, I mean, he can handle the ball. He, he can uh, guard inside. Uh, I think he, he he has a chance to be a top 25 prospect when it's all said and done in the 25 class. But uh, excited to see him this year. He's actually moved to Benton and transferred there. So uh, a little bit more local for me to be able to see him.
6: Talking with a little recruiting with Richard Davenport, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hawk Sports. Richard, I have not gotten a chance to see, and you're going to have to help me with the pronunciation. Is it Anor Boatain out of Little Rock Central? I think he's 2023, correct?
5: Yeah, yeah. Well, he's 2024, 2024. And uh, yeah, he, he's, uh, oh man, athletically... You know, I think uh, on three sports has him number twelve in the. Co- I tweeted it out yesterday. I, can't, I think it's number twelve in the country. He's just shy of a five star. Uh, he's six four. Uh, no, he's about six five, six six. About two hundred five pounds. Very. I mean, he, he he passes the eye test as far as a, a prospect just from a physical standpoint. Then he's very very athletic. I mean, you have guys that say are athletic. Then you have some guys that are very very athletic and he's he fits that now would he what i say he's freakishly athletic I'm not ready to say that when I say freakishly a- athletic I'm thinking about a Malik monk but uh, he's 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 pretty close to that uh, and then he's improving his outside game and he's really been able to shoot and, and be effective at the three-point line over the last year he's really been focused on uh, getting better there and his ball handling too so I think there's a chance that he could be a, a five star, but uh, you know, obviously, he has to continue, continue to work, but uh, and continue to work on his game. But uh, I think the most most of the five stars that I've seen over the years, not all, but the vast majority of them, are freakish athletic, and and he fits that bill where. You know those analysts—they—they they like to see a guy that's a five-star. Maybe have that athleticism that nobody else has, you know, and and that's that's—I think that's what helps them uh, get get to be a five-star.
6: All right, not all of them, but a lot of them. All right, Richard. Last thing, I think Leighton Blocker. We've saw him rise in the rankings from a four star to a five star. So maybe we'll see Boatane again. Get to that point as well. Uh, Back to football. You wrote about Derek Fowler, or excuse me, Drake Fowler earlier this week. A guy out of Bryant, one of Buck James' uh, uh, good, talented players. Uh, What can you tell us about him as we get you out of here?
5: Yeah, he, he's a he's about six two, six three, about one seventy five, a safety uh, in the twenty four class, and he, he doesn't have any offers right now. But he did visit Arkansas for the Cincinnati game. He's a guy that I think you're probably going to look at uh, maybe UCA uh, mid mid major type level, but uh, he, he's just a playmaker. He, he he's averaging twenty seven point uh, five yards uh, per punt return and. Uh, he just uh, – when I, when I saw him in practice and saw him in a game, he just uh, – he's one of those guys that can make people miss, and he can, he's, he's very sudden at, at, at the safety position, but he's a good returner too. So, uh, you know, a guy that uh, Arkansas is keeping an eye on, but uh, I think somebody that, uh, you know, you look at and you're not overly well, overwhelmed from a physical standpoint, but, man, the kid just makes plays.
6: We'll leave it there, Richard. We appreciate you joining us the week of Missouri State. Hopefully, there'll be a good number of recruits in this Saturday night for a 6 o'clock start, and we'll do it again next week prior to Texas A&M.
5: Sounds good, guys. We'll see you. Right, yeah, that's
4: a good point. You know, Probably going to be a number of guys coming in just because of the ease of travel
6: um, you know, to get on and, campus and look at everything and because to, of the 6 o'clock start. Yeah, and to stay on that, Tommy, I don't think a lot of – People were circling this game as one of the most highest attended of the year. But based on what we've seen with ticket sales, this is a hot commodity yep. that I think you're going to see a good chunk of fans. It'll be 70-plus again. We'll see if it gets yeah. close to what it did in the first game against Cincinnati. I agree.
4: Weather's going to be good. Uh, Bobby Petrino makes it an event. So I think you will see a big crowd again Saturday night. Hey, coming up uh, tomorrow, we're going to be live at Pig Trail Harley-Davidson. We'll be there all all morning long, so come by and say hi tomorrow morning. Inside the show tomorrow, we'll do our Fence Man Friday picks. So uh, get by and uh, you know f- yeah, he- hear that. Brought to you by the Fence Man. If you've always wanted powered automatic gates at your home or business, but you didn't know who to call, call the Fence Man 3936 They do it all. Custom wrought iron installations, automatic gates, controlled access systems, security installations, and a whole lot more. 782-3936, the fence man. He ain't afraid of no work.
6: Dominique Johnson has been cleared. Will he play this Saturday? Let's ask Sam Pittman.
3: Uh, Again, Trey, and... In all honesty, I think it'll be up to him if he feels like he's ready to go. He's been cleared. Been cleared, actually, for the last two weeks. We'll see if if yesterday was any indication. I would say he'll play Saturday. But, you know, it's still up to him how he feels. And I think he's feeling pretty good.
6: There's an important nugget of information there. He's been cleared the last two weeks. It's up to him. That being said, sports are not just physical. They're mental. If I had to guess, someone who... Like Dominique Johnson, who is consistently have to cut, make jump cuts, use those knees every single play. I would anticipate he's not a hundred percent sure. We'll see if we see him on Saturday. According to Coach Pittman, he's been cleared. It's just up to Dominique to kind of get over that yeah. mental threshold that it seems like he's gotta bust through. Yeah, there's a lot you can read
4: into that, but it's an interesting statement, and that's how it was kind of put to me before the game last week that it would be a game-time decision made by Dominique whether or not he would play. And Obviously, he didn't come in. Now, he's standing over there. He's seen the first two games. He knows what Rocket Sanders is doing as well. I think there's also some merit to holding him back a little bit for to be better in games 10, 11, and 12. You know, If you're going to be 100% in games 1 and 2 and maybe 3, let's see if we can be – no one's going to be 100% 10, 11, 12, but maybe you can be the healthier – fresher back later in the year because of missing the first three but i look at it this way maybe i'm too much of a percentage guy but you hate to think about this but the season's 25 percent over the regular season after this game on saturday you're gonna have three of your 12 out of the way so there's not a lot of time to waste if you're physically cleared ready to go and you feel good your body feels good It's time to get on the field. My guess is we'll see him in some limited action this Saturday.
6: Yeah, and I think one of the other things when it comes to this conversation that has to be addressed is do you want to upset what has worked to this point? Rocket Sanders has been phenomenal through two games, and I've loved what I've seen from A.J. Green, who looks more like a physical back. Sam Pittman was quoted saying he looks more like the SEC back we recruited. And then in the limited action Rashad Dominion Dominion has gotten – He's wild year, right? I mean, he is the best when it comes to breaking one tackle. I think he's the best of the three running backs, not from a physicality standpoint, but guys just can't seem to get a hold of him. He breaks that one tackle and then is just immediately puts his foot in the ground and goes. So I know Coach Pittman was addressing that as well. When it comes to it's a good problem to have. And some might argue that it's the deepest position, of any on the football team at the running back, which you love to hear because of how much Arkansas runs the football. We'll see how it shakes out on Saturday night. Saturday night is not the indication of what's going to happen the rest of the season. They're going to test it out. if Dominique plays, and then they'll make a decision and move forward based on what happens during that game. But Dominique, kind of like each guy in that position, he provides a physical presence and a boom presence that the other three guys just simply don't have because well, of their body types. Well,
4: and, until proven otherwise, the gap between Rocket, Sanders, and anyone else, and right now I guess you'd say A.J. Green, is is pretty vast. Dominic is believed to be a guy that can narrow that gap, and as Sam Pittman has described him, another feature back for this offense. That's what we want to see. I think that's probably the product he wants to put on the field. He doesn't feel maybe either his conditioning or his acclimation to contact. Um, something is like just not clicking. So I do think it's interesting, though, that, hey, he's been cleared for exactly what you just heard played from coach. He's been cleared for two weeks the decisions in his lap. That's, a, that's just an, inter, an interesting tale to me. You can read it a lot of different ways.
6: I think, as you just said, we'll see him on Saturday night Many of you that have been through an excruciating or an injury that takes a long time to recover hill, you know the first time that you try something athletically. And he's at the highest point of athletics in college, which is the Southeastern Conference. There's going to be people – they are not going to be people that are gunning intentionally at his knees, but running backs get hit in the knees. And that's a scary situation for any guy that's coming off an injury, what we perceive to be as severe as, as he's had considering he's been out for this long. So, in order for him to get back, I think it's about just getting what What I found is like you get back and you get hit again, right? Okay. Well,
4: it, it, it's kind of like driving a car that dies on you. You ever had a car that sputters out and you put your foot on the gas and it just won't go? How many times are you going to turn left on a busy road? I mean, I don't trust that car either. I think sometimes when you got a knee or a shoulder or whatever you're coming back from, and, oh, no, by the way, you just watched one of your teammates in Catalan have a another season-ending injury. Good point. It all gets in your head a little bit. So, I mean, yeah, you know, I'll find it. I, I don't think we're going to see another week without Dominique Johnson on the field. But I think you're right. I think it's upstairs, and he's got to make the mental decision that, hey, I trust this injury. I trust my healing. I trust my preparation. I trust my conditioning. Let's go play football. I think that's where he's at.
6: All right, so when talking about Dominique Johnson, we know that the running back position is what it is, and you're not really worried about that. To be honest, I think you're a little surprised what you've had at the defensive line position, right? I think Sam Pittman's a little surprised Mm -hmm. what he's had at the defensive line position. We heard I guess what, two he had, good teams. what he had to say. It was in the top of our open. Let's play it again.
3: To be honest with you right now, I don't know a whole lot of difference, if any, from the ones that run out there and the twos that run out there. Production-wise, I would bet you there's not much difference in that as well, So, which was once what might be considered a, you know, not a strong suit for us. I think they've been playing really well, and I think part of it's been because they're keeping fresh guys on the field. I think the other part of it is uh, the guys we've had got better bigger and stronger and then the portal guys coming in have certainly helped us
6: they had mid-old high 20s sacks last year they already have nine this season that's third tied for third in college football i don't know if they're going to stay at that pace if i had to guess probably not a lot of these teams are going to game plan around that but through two games i think you're of any position group that's probably the one that you are the most surprised with is the defensive line. Is that because you
4: had lower expectations going into the year? That was the biggest question mark, so we didn't know what to expect? So we're surprised because it's outperformed our expectations? We talking
6: about it all season? Your head football coach. Yeah, I mean, I mean, no, so I'm not
4: saying the the I'm questions just, were unfounded. I'm just saying that was the question mark yeah, of the team. Deep. So it's exceeded expectations because I think
6: expectations were low. When your head coach is willing to divulge that this is the biggest question mark, and I'm paraphrasing, he didn't say that 100% because he doesn't want to disrespect pretty his close guys. close though to that. That's what he essentially read the tea leaves was what he's saying. And you just heard it's not necessarily perceived to be a weakness. Anymore, And they're going to get tested a little more. Look, they played Cincinnati and South Carolina. Those are two really good football teams. You're still going to have to play Will Rogers in Mississippi State. You're still going to have to play Bryce Young in Alabama, quarterbacks that you have to get pressure on in order to confuse them, to put them on their backside as Texas just did against Alabama. Because if you don't do that against those guys, you don't have these same type of numbers you've been putting up. Those guys are going to carve you up
4: now, this Ar- season. Arkansas has yeah. been able to get pressure Now, you know, early in game one before Catalan got injured. We saw secondary blitzes and things coming from the third level. We've seen a lot of those hurries when you look at the stat sheet come from the linebackers. But I have been presently surprised with the way Arkansas used three down linemen last week and pretty much put Rattler on the run. I mean, you go back and look at that. I, I, I was there in person. It was kind of hard – to keep up with it, but I went back and just watching the game and just made mental notes. You know, I didn't chart it or anything, but Ty. I mean, with the exception of a handful of plays, that was more like short yardage situation, goal line type situations, third and two situations. They only put three guys down. Now sometimes they'd like they'd walk up Sanders or pull into those gaps. Uh, they they'd stem over, or shift over, and move uh, into those a gaps with their inside tackles. They rarely, just on a handful of occasions, had four down linemen last week, so they
6: were able to get it done with three. Well, they did that in the first four games last year. Hudson Card and Zach Calzada, Texas and Texas AM quarterbacks were consistently under pressure and on their back with three, but after that, it was not that case at all. Guys had all day to throw the football. They did have a decent day, I think, against Bama. They had three or four sacks on the road in Tuscaloosa against Bryce Young, but That was not the consistency you saw. So I think what Coach Bidman is hoping this year is under Coach Adams, who he gave credit for in that clip, is there's more consistency throughout. It's one thing to do it through the first four games, it's another thing to do it for a 12 game season when you have to play eight SEC opponents.
4: Yeah, you know, I think they're maybe a little deeper at that spot too than. They thought as far as the quality of the depth and, and not just the numbers. Hey, we're brought to you by the Booyah Bait Company that's made right here in Arkansas. The hottest swimming jig on the Arkansas River right now is the Booyah Mobster. It's designed by the Muddy Water Mob locally in Arkansas and Oklahoma. It's been winning tournaments on the Arkansas River and the in the backwaters like you know, Lake like Dardanelle and Kerr Lake. It's doing it week in and week out. So if you're fishing submerged or matted grass... You need the Booyah Mobster to help you reel him in and win that tournament. Find it at lurenet.com and tackle stores throughout Arkansas and Oklahoma. It's the Booyah Mobster.
6: And right, I need you to brace yourself for this headline. Apparently a nursing home yeah. in China had to apologize for hiring strippers for seniors in wheelchairs. <laughs> <laughs> make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BELIEVE B L E A V 50. That's BELIEVE B L E A V 50. Bet online where the game starts.
0: First Western Bank. We are more than just a bank. We are your partner for all your financial services. First Western has real professionals with years of experience in banking, mortgage, insurance, and investments. From financial services to personal and business insurance to investment products, mortgages, and small business banking. First Western with locations throughout Northwest Arkansas and the River Valley and online at firstwestern.com. Exceptional financial services all in one place. First Western Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender.
1: You're listening to the Bud Light Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light, proud sponsor of Arkansas Athletics. So we mentioned
6: Dominique Johnson earlier. Coach Pittman saying him playing Saturday night's up to him. Well, what about the status of Miles Slusher? Trey Knox, Latavius Brainy, Coach Pitt touched on that.
3: I feel real strong about Brainy and Knox. Slusher's still up in the air. You know, we'll see if he'll be available, you know, and hadn't done any practicing. So there is a chance that he would be available. But we'll have to see kind of, it's a day-by-day deal. We'd have to kind of see today how that works.
6: Now, selfishly, we would like Arkansas to not have to need those three guys. So they'll be fully healthy for Texas A&M the next week, correct? I know we've talked about that a little bit.
4: Yeah, I mean... You would like to think you could, with this game and what it is, you could win without them. I know where, you know, Bobby Petrino gets your full attention, but you ought to be able to outclass based on your your roster. Slusherdale's interesting because he was a lot more firm, I guess, and when he was revealing the news about Catalan and how his season was over, that, hey, Slusher's going to be back next week. I mean, he was, I won't say he was 100%, but he was bumping it last week. So I'm a little surprised that. Uh, Maybe this week hasn't went the way they, that he had projected, at least in his comments after the game last week.
6: I don't know what has changed, yeah. but I do remember him, as you said, stating that or par- paraphrasing with something of that nature. A more definitive yeah. that he thought he would play. So. Arkansas baseball schedule came out yesterday. You're going to start with that college base down, baseball showdown at Globe Life Field. You've got Road Series against Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, Georgia, LSU, Ole Miss, a lot of your good games are going to be on the road. Your home series include Auburn, South Carolina, Missouri, and these are SEC, by the way, Texas A&M, and Alabama. I was looking at this schedule a little bit last night with friends in Baton Rouge and Athens. Wouldn't mind going down to see some of these. But uh, some of these games, like the the Auburn series could line up with the Final Four, as the Ole Miss series could line up the Sweet Sixteen, Lead Eight. Uh, you you mentioned this for a lot of casual Arkansas baseball fans. Once basketball season is done, that's where they'll hone in and really yeah. start to focus.
4: You know, and you you mentioned the road series there, with maybe the exception of Georgia, who's much improved. All the other four are perennial baseball powers in this league. I mean, so those aren't. I mean, Vanderbilt, Ole Miss. Think what you want, Ole Miss. They're that's a tough place to go win. So Mississippi State, I mean, those are those are tough series. So no Tennessee on the schedule. Maybe in the next rotation you'll get to see Tennessee, and then who knows what's going to happen with the baseball schedule. We focused a lot on football and pods and divisions and six, six and three. What's going to happen with the baseball schedule once Texas and OU roll into this league? Because uh, that, that I would imagine, is going to get a little bit of a shakeup as well.
6: We had Kendall Apple on postseason, who, if you don't know that name, you know the glasses that he sports. Uh, him and the boys from Russellville, they had that hog van that they travel for baseball road series. I would guess, Tommy, based on these series that they have in front of them, they're going to go to a lot of them. I mean, you got Duty Noble, yeah. you got Alex Box, yeah. I don't know what Athens is called, and then what is Mississippi State's new Baseball. I can't think of what it is, but I mean, and then Hawkins Field and Vanderbilt. These are great baseball, Mm. not only teams, programs, but venues as well. It's a good time to to travel a little bit for Arkansas baseball. This might be the year. For you basketball fans out there, Eric Musselman put this out yesterday. They announced the game time for the Oklahoma game in Tulsa. It is noon on ESPN 2. That is when you'll play the Oklahoma Sooners in basketball in the B O K Center and I'm I'm pulling this up real It's either the tenth or the eleventh. It's either on my birthday or the day before. It is the tenth, day right. before my birthday. So that is when they'll play Oklahoma noon central on ESPN two December tenth in B O K. So I like it right there in the middle
4: of the day because from northwest Arkansas you can leave, head over on four twelve, you know, eight, eight thirty, casual two hour drive, go to the game, you know, hang out downtown, get you a good meal. There's tons of options within walking distance to be okay and then spend the night and come back or you mean the, the game time's perfect for you know making it a, a there and back trip you know back to northwest arkansas on the same day so i love
6: the noon start on that and real quick omission on my part duty nobles mississippi state Swayze field is yeah. Ole miss i got that mixed up real quick all right last thing here let's say it all works out you went saturday night you beat a and m Bam is coming in the house. College game day is coming in. You'll be that two thirty game on CBS. Probably get that announcement this coming up Monday. Where do you put College Game Day? Do you put them where you had them in 06? Do you put them in front of the fountain? Do you put them in front of old man like SEC Nation? Do you put them on top where the scoreboard is? No, where no one can get them. But no. they have that beautiful hog in the background. No, I don't know if that's logistically possible. No, you got to put them
4: somewhere. In or around forty four, where the village is, and they built up because you. What makes game day is all the crowd and the people raising cane in the background. So somewhere over there on the lawn of the poultry science, somewhere in forty four, somewhere what about the around Greek, there, Greek theater. I'm just tossing out ideas yeah, here. You want the football stadium in deep the back, in the background, visible, but, okay? But you you can't put them where people can't get behind them. So okay. you want. You know, I I don't have what the space requirement is and all that, but you'd have plenty of space there. So I, if that comes true, and you got football this weekend, you know Alabama, I don't think is going to slip to UL Monroe or Vanderbilt, but we didn't think they'd be uh, get escaping Austin barely either. But uh, if all of that played out, and indeed game day did opt to come there, that
6: that's where I would foresee them being. <laughs> That's going to do it for your Hog Update. It is brought to you by Mr. Sparky. You don't have to put up with any malarkey call. 8
0: 8 Sparky.
6: So I want you to think about this at 7-51 on th- Recruiting Thursday. LSU's down this year. Ole Miss, we'll have to wait and see. Bama hasn't looked great through two games. And we got a lot of season left. You've got what is perceived to be An incredible ground game. Defense, and I've told you all offseason, and I'm going to keep saying this, the defensive line is better than we think it was going to be. This team will win double-digit games. This, to me, feels, and it's even weirder with Bobby Petrino coming into town, like that you have that little, little moment like you did in 2010, 2011, where you can take advantage of some other teams not being up to where they usually are. And LSU, if you remember in 2011, went to the national championship. They're horrendously worse than what they were then. I just feel, and especially with AM not living up to expectations like they always do. You have something that you can take this year. With the games you have at home, with the atmosphere, with the quarterback that is leading your program. I just feel something is there this year that you're not going to have for quite some time where it sets up not for you per, not as you as a team or everyone else is in your division this is the time that you take advantage of that just talking about the opportunity may be more ripe this year 100% get what you want without settling for less. We can take any design or picture and turn it into a forever keepsake. Come see Nathan and let him tell you all the details. You can get exactly what you want at Joshua's Fine Jewelry in beautiful downtown
0: Russellville.
5: Core cool, Jewelry!
0: You're listening. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous to your contracts, they said, what the f- are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome
1: to the Bud Light Next Morning Rush Podcast. Bud Light Next is for the next era beer drinkers with zero carbs and only 80 calories. <coughs>
6: it's free queso day and many of you have a opinion on this in the state of arkansas a lot of you say cheese dip some of you say queso so what is the correct answer do you say cheese dip do you say queso does it depend on the restaurant you're at
4: i don't don't know and don't care i probably say both but what is that is there is there a technical difference i'm not aware of I can tell you I've had both. I just may not know which one I had at a particular time.
6: We've had a lot of Texas transplants that have made their way to the state of Arkansas, yeah. and they say queso. I've always known it as cheese dip. Like Matt Witt texted in. He said cheese dip if it's just cheese. Queso, in his opinion, has meat and peppers in it. See, to me,
4: it's cheese dip if you use Velveeta.
6: Okay. It's queso if you use, like, real cheese. Okay.
4: that would be the Tommy Kraft definition.
6: J.T. Hot Springs says it depends on what restaurant he's at and what it says on the menu. Quentin Clarksville says it's cheese dip. Clarksville is every bit of a lot of different Mexican restaurants, they and they all say cheese dip. And that David Harrison though says queso. That's how he says it. Again, this gets is there a particular back.
4: way you like? It? I mean, I was raised on you cube up the the Velveeta, you throw in a can or two of Rotel. Maybe a little cumin, maybe a little uh, you know chili powder or something in there, and you you just let the crock pot do the work, or you put it in the microwave, one or the other. Usually, that's... that's sausage too, right? Well, I mean, I've, I've had, it, I have not tried yet. I want to try this smoked cheese dip everybody's doing, where you brown your hamburger meat, then you put in your uh, your vegetables, you put it all in a like an aluminum pan, you put it in the smoker for an hour or two or whatever, and you know it all blends and melts together i like it with chorizo in it yeah i mean mm-hmm. or some jimmy dean hot breakfast sausage that you brown up and put in your cheese dip that's the way to go it's football <laughs> see man that's a tailgate favorite
6: yeah i have had the the smoked cheese dip before and it is phenomenal yeah, that so you need to give that a whirl hey I, listen Tommy, i i didn't know this craig just texted in that queso is spanish for cheese really i was unaware <laughs> of that well Thanks, Craig. Thank you, Craig, for that dynamite drop in. <laughs> I will say, as someone that took two years of Spanish in high school and took two years of it in college, <laughs> I can't uh, I can't tell you and honestly tell you that I accumulated and learned a lot from those four years of classes that I had to endure. Someone in the
4: 254 agrees with my uh, quick and personal definition of it's Velveeta, it's Cheese dip. If it's real cheese you like grated and cut up and put in there, now you might have something a little extra. So.
6: I guess the next question would be do you prefer the white or do you prefer the yellow? You know,
4: I'm not I don't discriminate. I'll just eat all of it, you know. It does have a different flavor though. If I'm going to have the white cheese dip, I want a little bit of tomato, a little bit of uh
6: maybe jalapeno or some chilies in there. Something like that. I don't, Price it up a little bit. I don't know if one of us should be offended by this. Paul in Midway says Tommy would be the queso and Ty would be the cheese dip. Well, then clearly queso is a little higher, higher crust, you know, higher class, a little, yeah. little more astute. You know, I think that's what Paul's trying to say. Yeah, listen, if I, <laughs> I'm the, I'm the working class of the two of us here. So if I have to be that, then so be it. I'll just, uh, I'll lean into it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Mister Blue Collar. I'm right. not, uh, I'm not exactly a huge fan of Rotel stuff. I. I I I like I'll, I'll I'll eat it but it's not like I don't know. What do you I,
4: mean rotel stuff?
6: Well, like putting the, the tomatoes I, I if I'm going to make cheese dip I want it to like the fresh as best we can. Like cutting up tomatoes, cutting up onions, cutting up mm. like that stuff. I know canned it's easier and I whatever. I rotel by the by the box at Sam's.
4: I mean that's I put that in chili, I put it in cheese dip. I use rotel for I put it in
6: spaghetti before. You can put that in about anything. Really, yeah. Johnny says that white queso can't be found everywhere. It's an Arkansas scene. If you had white queso outside the state of Arkansas, I've never Arkansas. charted that. i never. I'll be honest. I don't have a box scroll on that one. So I, I would think I've had it before outside the state. But we've we've gotten some. Again, this was the why I asked the question because I knew it would create some buzz this morning here on Recruiting Thursdays. Why do people feel a certain way about it? Now, I've, I think I've called it both as you have, but some people are very adamant. No, it's queso. And some people are very adamant on the other side. They're no. like, no, it's cheese dip. They just, I don't know if they want to be that way or if they just do that to
4: <laughs> listen. Whatever. I'm going to get adamant. It's probably not over that topic. I'm not confused with either phrase you use. I, I pretty well have it figured out. Now, here's what I want to figure out. You said it was National Free Queso Day. Where is it free? That's, where I, that's what I want to get to the bottom of here at 7.20 in the morning. Where can we get our free cheese dip today? Or
6: our to, free queso today? I want to know who makes up these holidays yeah. and then just declares it a holiday. Kind of like you said, what Mexican restaurant here in the state mm-hmm. of Arkansas is giving away free queso, and how do we yeah, make we'll, our way there? Ty and I will be there early Yeah, and, and stay late. Get there as, as early as possible. The thing about... Restaurants is when I look at the menu, I always have to order less than I can actually eat because I know I'm going to pound the chips and salsa oh, yeah. and queso until my food gets there. That's my issue when I go to a Mexican restaurant is I don't stop eating chips and dip <laughs> until my food arrives. By the time my food arrives, I'm halfway done with what I should realistically consume. Now I can you've shoveled it in like me, right? Yes, I mean, just the I mean, third basket of chips. You've seen me eat. I don't legitimately, once my metabolism goes away, it's going to be a long, Grease long the door for life. Yeah, it's going to be rough. Are you so a guy,
4: you like, you take the salt shaker and just really douse the chips up? No, I don't good. do that.
6: My little sister does that and what always ticked me off when we were kids is like, we would, the kids would be on one side or the other. She wouldn't even ask. She'd just grab the salt and just start ripping it. She'd sometimes open the bottle, the bottle cap, and then just dump it that way. And I just look at her and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like, at least... At least have the, the courtesy to hey, y'all care if I do this, but now she just grab it and start dumping it mm-hmm. everywhere and be like, All right, well I guess this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna eat already salted chips over. But yeah, chips and queso it's hard to it's hard to beat, man. Like you said, I, I we need to figure out where the free chips and queso is. Right.
4: You you ever met anyone that doesn't like chips and salsa, chips and queso? It's
6: almost it like trying like to meet com- someone who doesn't like mac and cheese. Sounds you know? like communism. Yeah. yeah. The, old, the mac and cheese and the chips yeah. and queso. I to this day Comfort Foods do not understand where that comes from. I don't remember a traumatic experience I had as a child to where I didn't like mac and cheese. I just remember my mom when I was a kid, she'd make me ramen, my little brother mac and craft mac and cheese. That was our, our meals a but lot of times. You don't time. like mac and cheese. I, I just don't get I it. I don't know. I, I have no reasonable explanation to share with our listeners here on a Thursday at 7.23 in the morning. You're, you're just why. being obtuse. You're
5: <laughs> yeah.
6: just being stubborn. I just don't. I've tried all different kinds, and it just—I don't know. It just—I have a gag. It's like my dad mushrooms. I love mushrooms. Now those are a little more outliers because they more of you would dislike mushrooms than you would mac and cheese. But for whatever reason, my dad does not eat. He can't eat mushrooms. He can't be around them. Like if we get fried Mm. mushrooms at the table, they have to be at the other. I've watched him have like a gag reflex before. Because and he he always shakes his head. Seems a little dramatic. When I get, I, he can't help it. Like it's just one of. The, he's not a dramatic person. He's very even keeled and put together. But for whatever reason, mushrooms just and he's not picky at all. But that is the one thing in the 27 years I've known the guy that gave me life. He will not eat. It can't be around. It has to be on the other end of the table. He always winces when I order a mushroom and Swiss cheeseburger or something like. And I'll do it to take him off. It's just. What I like, and he doesn't. You're so insensitive. You're so insensitive to do that around him.
4: All right, that's your Red River Dodge Morning Rush Daily question. Red River Dodge in Heber Springs, Arkansas's number one Ram dealer. Log on at redriverdodge.com.
6: All right, we're going to talk with Tom Murphy coming up in just a bit. Uh, Get his thoughts on his conversation and the other media's conversation with Sam Pittman yesterday. I also want to share a little update real quick. Big Thursday night football matchup between the Kansas City Chiefs and the Los Angeles Chargers, almost said San Diego Chargers. Went to this game last year with David in South Arkansas and a buddy of mine, and the Chargers destroyed the Chiefs. Chiefs had like three or four turnovers. This is the best Thursday night game of the year potentially between Herbert and Mahomes. Here is Patrick Mahomes on his wrist. Yesterday, Yeah, it, it got a little sore yesterday, but then today it felt a lot better. So we kind of got in the training room, got a little work on it. haven't actually had any, any time today to even get any work on it, but it's already felt a lot better. So uh, I'm sure I'll be good to go this week. So it looks like he's good to go tonight. Dynamic matchup between him and Herbert. We'll have to wait and see what happens.
4: And I guess it's a historic because it's going to be on Amazon TV, and this is going to be a new experience for good me, point. you, and everybody else. Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet, Kaylee Hartung doing the broadcast. As Ty lifts his hands in explanation for Kaylee Hartung, uh, but uh, do you know how to tune in to Amazon TV? I mean, I know I, I can go to Amazon Prime you and just, figure all that. I mean, I, I think this is <laughs> th- this is going to be a challenge for the for the first couple of weeks for people on Thursday nights. A to
6: remember and B how to get there. Well, to your point. I'm going with some buddies to a bar tonight, and I do wonder,
1: will are it they be on? Yeah,
6: Because they would have to have smart TVs everywhere, and they would have to have the Amazon Prime app, as you just mentioned. That is something that I think a lot of restaurants are going to have to consider for Thursday night. Let's welcome in Tom Murphy to the program, Arkansas Democrat Gazette, Whole Hog Sports. Tom, we opened up the show this morning. We appreciate you joining us, as always, talking about the potential to play some younger guys. And I know Sam Pittman was asked yesterday about particularly the wide receivers. Do you think this is one of the few games where we might get to see some true freshmen actually make their way out of the field for some significant snaps?
2: Morning, guys. Um, Well, possibly. uh, Look, this is a super, super tough schedule. And you cannot assume that they're going to be ahead of or behind somebody to a degree that you felt comfortable putting your young guys in in hardly any games. And honestly, yeah, they have a a lot bigger guys and, you know, better numbers and probably hit harder than Missouri State. But, I mean, it doesn't mean it's going to be a route. Uh, However, um, there are guys, like, for instance, Tykeus Crawford got a few snaps last week. Well, they feel like he's good enough for SEC play. Well, you know, get him a couple series. And then, you know, he, he did go in-depth on a few more people, uh, some receivers, um, <clears throat> some DBs, possibly like Kewan Parker, at cornerback, um, that, that have been practicing well enough that they deserve some time. And he, he's like, you know, if they're athletic enough, if they know what they're doing, if we trust them, we can put them in. And even if that means, you know, it's a relatively tight score or whatever, so, yeah, to short answer to your question is I do believe they want to see what some younger guys can do because with all that's happened in their secondary, uh, I think they, they have to be able to, to think other guys can come in and contribute. And if that means Keewon Parker and maybe some other safeties, maybe um, uh, like a Jalen Lewis back there at corner. I asked Sam about him yesterday. And uh, maybe some other guys around the field, like, you know, Mbake and maybe Satania, his ankle's good enough.
6: What about backup quarterbacks? Malik Hornsby, we've seen him at the wide receiver position this year. I guess he's taken a snap or two at quarterback. Could we see him more in this game if there's a lead, you think, Tom?
2: Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, Quincy McAdoo, I didn't mention a receiver too. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Hornsby, I mean, the guy has contributed in both games, and it's been minimal, but when he's had the ball... You know, defenses have to account for him. He can get to the edge, and I, I can't help but think in the Penn State game when the Penn State defense was worn out, they had Hornsby in there late in the game. He was just running around the edge and just trucking. I mean, just killing people on beating on past them. So um, I would like to think they would have a nice package for him no matter what the score is, maybe late in the first half, maybe early in the second half. Maybe late in the first half or sometime in the second half, and um, and more than just the the motion plays and the pitches and those strike passes and stuff that Kendall Brose calls
4: Tom, what's your expectation for Dominic Johnson uh, making his return this Saturday at running back?
2: Yeah, maybe a series let him get hit a couple times, you know, maybe a couple of runs. Um, I wouldn't want to overextend him. You got a really good thing going at running back. And as Sam Pittman called it, you don't want to upset the apple cart. They have a nice rotation, but they also know Dominic Johnson was a just a huge fine. I mean, I don't think you can name a guy who was a better, like, surprise, good surprise last year than Dominic Johnson the way he came on. I mean, the guy was tied in for a day or two in camp mm-hmm. and, and then became uh, the number two tailback for them. So all these questions that you guys are asking, like, if I was Nick Saban, I'd be like, I I get it. You guys are assuming we're going to route these guys on Saturday. And apparently he went off this week for the questions (laughs) on the ULM game. But, um, no, I mean, Arkansas is favored by a huge margin. Um, Missouri State, I'm sure, will be able to do some things, hit some plays that cause Arkansas trouble and have the potential to score some. I just think the way Arkansas is playing right now, the way they take people seriously – they're not going to go into this. Sam said this on his radio show last night. You don't start getting ready late in the week for every game. You get ready on Monday. And you know, Sunday film, whatever you do Sunday and Monday and you and you're ready. And so I think they're going to be hard hitting. I think back to that South Carolina game. It was a game, but the difference was Arkansas just kept the pressure up and kept scoring and on defense they kept hitting and when they knew Spencer Rattler was passing, they started getting to him and forcing the ball out. I mean, there was a crazy play where I think he passed it, the ball tipped back to Rattler. He started running, bumper pool crushes him, or somebody does, or maybe Pooh Paul crushes mm-hmm. him, the ball's loose, and Rattler or somebody recovers. And that play kind of typified how. Hard striking that game
6: was for the Razorbacks. Yeah, because Sanders came off the edge to Dad yeah. Rattler's hands, then he picked it back up, and then Poopall came in from and it just crushed him, fumbled it again, <laughs> and then an <laughs> offensive lineman picked it up. Yeah, it went
4: from bad to worse uh, on that play. Tom, is this another 300 yard rushing performance for Arkansas?
2: Well, I mean, it, I think it could be. Um, look, I, I really respect Missouri State and the way Bobby Petrino builds programs, but. You know, they don't have a bunch of 300-pound linemen on, on defense. They don't have 230, 240-pound linebackers. K.J. Jefferson and uh, Rocket Sanders outweigh all of Missouri State's linebackers. So I think they can do that. But I also think this is a good game to get more confidence built up in what you're going to do with a passing game because there's going to there's gonna come a game, it could be A&M, in, you know, next week, that you're struggling to run the ball and you've got to, have some faith in your pass game. So I just think they're going to keep a nice, balanced approach. They're going to get those receivers involved in the game, and uh, they're going to be able to move the ball successfully both ways.
6: Tom, I got a question about the back end of this football team. We've seen through the first two games, Nudie's got two interceptions, and there's been times they've looked good. There's been times they look bad. Are we going to learn anything more about the secondary, this game with as you just said, how Bobby Petrino builds a program, particularly in the passing game, and and trying to figure out the weaknesses and defenses.
2: Yeah, sure, we'll have a lot more input. Um, you know, rallying to the ball is a big deal. I, I, you could tell Sam Pittman was disgusted with that short pass play that the dude just broke into a thirty-eight yard touchdown. It was like, wow, wh- where is anybody? And um, I think when you're sending extra guys, you know, when you're blitzing the way Arkansas does now with Barry Odom. Uh, your defenders on the back end, you know, they've got to be sharper on their responsibilities, take great angles, rally to the ball, and be good tacklers. And I'm not sure if anybody touched the the guy on that play last week. But um, the middle of the field is going to have some opportunity for Bobby Petrino, and he's excellent. And We saw that four years in a row at exploiting the middle of the field. So they're going to have to be a lot more cognizant. Maybe they cover a little bit more in this game. You know, maybe they play more zone. Uh, you know, that, that's the thing about what their scheme is now is they can be very multiple. Uh, but, yeah, Breeny's tackling, um, uh, Kari Johnson, um, S- Simeon Blair, their, their open field tackling is going to be, uh, you know, paramount to, to a good outcome. And then the corners, again, are going to get more man coverage. I mean, so far, other teams have uh, not been able to exploit it, and it's been available to them. And I asked Bobby Petrino about that, and he said a lot of times it's how much time the quarterback has to make that play when the blitz is coming at him. And so that's affected both Ben Bryant and Spencer Rattler in the first two games.
4: Tom, what are you expecting in terms of crowd and atmosphere Saturday night?
2: Well, yeah, I had some contact with the UA folks, and they're anticipating you know close to a full house. Uh, I think it's going to be wild. Um, I really hope everybody keeps things in good taste. And and I (laughs) I said that Tuesday. You're going to be disappointed. And I'll say it again. (laughs) Yeah, every time I talk between now and the game, I know it's not going to be all held in check. But, you know, don't make it into a clown show, people. So, um, But I just think I hope to hear a warm welcome for Bobby Petrino. Um, I've gotten some emails during the the course of the week at people who are just furious at everything he did when he was here. Um, But, you know, there's great respect for how he coaches. I mean, what he's done. I've talked to some players, read Chris Lowe's story on ESPN about how Tyler Wilson, DJ Williams, and that crew felt about him coaching up a team. And so I, I hope there'll be some respectful applause, and I'm sure there'll be boos and some pranks from the college, from the student section, and um, hopefully uh, a competitive, you know, game with a lot of cool highlights.
6: Tom, we'll leave it there. Enjoy the game Saturday night. We'll talk on Tuesday. Sounds
2: good. Y'all have a great weekend.
6: I just wish I had the energy to hold a grudge for ten years, to be mad well, at for ten years. Here, here's a point that was made to me yesterday: one, one of my our good friends and good listeners, BP. If you love your third wife, which I guess. Himmons, what your fifth wife? <laughs> why do you care about your first wife that you divorced three or four times ago? And who I was like, "Who
4: hasn't won the lottery?"
6: Yeah, who you love your fifth wife? Yeah, why do you care about your first well, wife anymore?
4: It's your fifth wife. It may be a you problem.
6: <laughs> you it, might want to find our- a mirror somewhere.
4: <laughs> hey, we're going. Uh, we're getting ready for a show tomorrow at uh, Pig Trail Harley Davidson in Rogers, and we're looking forward to being there. When we stay on the hill. And anytime you're looking to stay in Northwest Arkansas, for those that aren't here in Washington and Benton County, the place to go is in at the mill. We always look forward to our stays uh, with Jesse and his team. They, they give you the personal touch whenever you call the In at the mill, they put you in your, in the system and you're not just always dealing with a website and you're getting run of, you know, just getting a a random room. They're, they're taking care of you with a personal touch. That's one of the reasons in at the mill is, For 11 years running, has been voted the highest rated for staff interaction. I mean, you're going to like the friendly service you get there. Unique rooms that are large and spacious, couch, workspace, room to spread out. So if you're there for business or family you got a little more room to spread out it's a unique place to stay and it's in the heart of northwest arkansas at the johnson exit off of i-49 if you're looking for a great place to stay for an upcoming football weekend or hey think about the basketball schedule right now they do not have a two-night minimum for basketball so if you want to book a room right now for some basketball games you know you want to stay overnight call the end at the mill 479-443-1800 four four three eighteen hundred, see what I'm talking about at in at the
6: To be clear, I searched four pharmacies in Wally World yesterday and did not find the correct neck brace that I was looking for on that. Were you going to actually buy one or you were just doing research just looking for the, uh, for the show and here. seeing? Because they have the ones that look like sleeping on planes. Yeah. But that doesn't give the a neck full brace, effect. No of, of what it was, that, yeah. It's a
4: neck pillow.
2: Chuck Barrett here. I know a thing or two about making great calls in Arkansas. And when it comes to your home service needs, make the call to Pasco Air Plumbing and Electric. The friendly pros at Pasco have been serving Arkansas for more than 50 years. And as the weather changes, make sure your system is ready with a Pasco protection plan. Call the pros at Pasco and get a seasonal tune-up, discounted services, and priority scheduling. Pasco Air Plumbing and Electric. Arkansas owned
6: And I was really excited to talk with Clay Henry about Bobby vitrino the Arkansas days, and Missouri State coming to town. But you, you, you tell me he's on vacation.
1: Well, uh,
4: it, it's my fault mm. for uh, letting you set that. I meant to tell you that. Hey, Clay's not going to be here. he's he's elk hunting. So
6: now, now correct me if I'm wrong. This is the same guy that has gone scorched earth on me for missing a game because of a wedding. Or Or, something of that nature. Or 10 weddings, yeah. Or 10 weddings. But hunting is. Gender
4: reveals, baby showers. Haven't
6: done those. Haven't done those. Wine
4: tastings. Be truthful. But so what it. Truly's reveal parties for new flavors of Truly's and White Claws. I hate Truly's. I mean, you've, 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 you know. There have been some sketchy reasons. I, You know, he's out on an elk hunt. I'll let you go where you want with that. I mean, it's, his people called my people. I didn't get the note back to you. But, uh, you know, place bagging a big elk somewhere in the backwoods of Colorado.
6: So does, you know, in Star Wars, and I think it's the fifth one, where they have to kill the camels or whatever, and they sleep in the and the and the, the not the womb but whatever it's called you think when clay kills the elk in order to be with the elk he sleeps inside the intestines and stuff and night i think clay is
4: legitimately sleeping in the back of his truck this week i think you're probably closer to it
6: see, you know what, what was it
4: the the revenant what was that movie that uh i think it's the revenant with Le- like leonardo dicaprio yes, that's the one i'm thinking to of. me
6: i can only say this cuz he's can you not you see here? clay out
4: there skinning out the elk and wearing the uh, the hide as a uh, I you think know, to, to, to shield him from the
6: elements. I think Clay is a city boy, a little rock kid like myself <laughs> that portrays to be this country fisherman that now lives in Norfolk. Oh, and I know this is going to get deep. back with him. So oh, I'm just yeah. going to, I'm just going to keep going. Just emailing the tape, I, I've you? dug my grave at this yeah. point. And that being said, when he goes camping, when he goes fishing, he brings out the RV. He he brings out the most extravagant thing possible. Mm. But you only see the pictures where it's like, oh, this is country, this is this, this is that. But in the background, or ten feet from him, he's got everything he needs. You know, how, it's like Survivor. Wasn't wasn't Bear Grylls caught? <laughs> yes, with like actual amenities when he's supposed to be this like hardcore. Survivalist,
3: only use the, yeah, yeah,
6: survivalist only use the elements, guys. And then someone took a picture of him with like this huge amount of supplies that he yeah. just had on hand. That's Clay. Clay portrays himself as this well, big country folk now. There goes your elk steaks. I uh, wouldn't, maybe overcooked slash bloody and not good anyway. So, and I'm just messing. Clay as you all, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Just messing. that's, that kind of exemplifies or <laughs> that takes place of the, it's just a joke. Yeah. That's what Clay always follows it up with. Oh my! Bad. I was genuinely excited to talk with him yeah. about this, but that's okay. You've had a lot on your His plate this week. His people called
4: my people. My people forgot to tell your people. So
6: it know. went something like that. I was unaware like we had agents and uh, people.
4: Uh, <laughs> I kind of was too. Oh uh, uh, man! But we'll, we'll, somehow we'll carry on with the show uh, this morning on a recruiting Thursday. Clay will be back with us next Thursday, good Lord willing, and, and the creeks don't
6: rise. And just to be clear. <laughs> I do have a wedding this weekend, so I can't, I can't like, oh. I just want to be honest with our, I'm honest to a fault with you all and Tommy. That's a, I mean, that's a, a, a what is the word? It's a strength and a weakness that I, it's very hard for me to actually lie or try and it. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you,
4: there's going to be a moratorium on this. It's going to have to be, this is football season. Go time! It's good, buddy. I, Who do you think you are, Tom Brady? We're just going to take off two weeks of camp.
6: I have not earned that status that Tom has exactly. with what six Missouri or Missouri State
4: this week? By golly, By you
6: should golly. be here. Drew will do an admirable job on on game day with everything, and you have Derek and Zach covering post game. There's no better. There's not two individuals on earth that can better characterize. Wait, are you doing pregame with him? Yeah, I'm doing pregame, oh, okay. but I'm talking about the in-game stuff that he'll need to do. And then there's no two individuals on earth that will do a better job than Derek Ruskin and Zach so, Arms covering the extensive postgame till about 1 o'clock in the
4: morning. Well, I agree with that part. But, I mean, you're not going mean, to cover the game, take extensive notes.
6: I mean, I'm going to watch on my phone. That's How
4: can we extensive... trust anything
6: you say? About
4: the game. I mean, I just don't know how we can listen to anything you say next already
6: week. I'll re it on Monday, or excuse me, Sunday, yeah, like I, I tried usually to. Try DVRing do. that. So. You can't. We you talked can't about You can't, exactly. So. We talked about this, but I've told you, and I'll, you just you type it on YouTube. There's five oh, links. I got you. It's okay. The, I'll help you out. That's the that.
4: whippersnapper way. We're going we're gonna to do it old <laughs> you school. You want me somehow. to watch <laughs> it in, <laughs> an additional two hours yeah. just to watch the, watch it in the black horrible and white. commercials yeah. that I have to endure. All right, let's get to some phone calls. We'll do phone calls this hour. We're brought to you by Cheap Sleep. Hey, right now is the time as so we get into fall to you know get snuggled up in your bed, and you want something comfortable. Well, they've got them at Cheap Sleep right now. Gel memory foam mattresses, full set, everything you need, starting at three ninety nine. They got uh, mattresses, box frames, everything you need to get going full-size mattresses for 299. They've still got deals on love seats and sectionals starting at 899. Also right now with the purchase of a split king adjustable, you get a free split king adjustable uh, mattress and all that starting at 1599. So uh, get the free mattress with the purchase of the adjustable bed right now at Cheap Sleep. Best thing is they're everywhere. Northwest Arkansas. They're right here in Springdale, Bentonville. They're in Fort Smith. They're in Conway as well. It's Cheap Sleep. Tell them you heard it on the Ty Richardson Radio Network, and they'll give you a free gift as well. That's Cheap Sleep,
6: Springdale, Bentonville, Fort Smith, and Conway. That would be pretty cool to at some point in time be to the heights of Rush Limbaugh where you can legitimately have your own. I guess Howard Stern is that. Who else is in that cat? Uh, Mad Dog. Who am I missing? who is currently alive that says the, the so-and-so radio network. Oh, there's the Garth Channel. There's the Garth <laughs> Channel. I guess he has his own network, too. That would be pretty cool at some point. And apparently, Clay is – this is a great text from Ben in Little Rock. He said, Clay is clamping Tommy. Yeah, that would be true. clamping. I could see that. All right, let's go to Robert, who's right here in Fayetteville. Robert, you've got a, some thoughts on this Arkansas secondary going up against one of the better offensive minds in college football.
7: I really had not had much time to listen, so I don't know if you guys have already talked about this or not, but so far I've seen our defensive line looks great. The offense looks pretty good. Uh, they're moving the ball. They obviously, you know, play South Carolina, but I don't know if they're any good or not. I mean, I think the jury's still out on South Carolina. They were pretty good last year. Uh, I, I see a lot of quarterbacks with running their, – their receivers are running wide open against our guys, and the quarterbacks just cannot deliver the ball. But if they do, we're in trouble. And I know, and I hate Bobby Petrino. Don't get me wrong, uh, I, but he he he's always managed to get a quarterback dialed in pretty quickly, and his passing game is is deadly. And I'm a little concerned about that. Uh, I don't know if you guys have talked about it or not, but with yeah. receivers running wide open deep on us, I could just see Bobby just having a heyday if his quarterback's any good.
6: Before we before you do it, why do you hate Bobby Petrino? Northwest Arkansas business I, yeah, owner. I, I,
7: I'm not going to get into the details. I I had dealings with him personally, and I have very good friends that that worked with him and I'm not going to get into it, but let's just say I I put him up there and you guys know how I feel about Jeff Long. He's right there with Jeff Long in my book. Uh, He's not a nice person. He is very mean. He's very uh, tough on everybody around him. You can forget the motorcycle incident that, that was just frosting on the cake. I'm talking about, I don't know if he's changed and he may have. Um, he may be a better person than he once was, but he was a sorry human being when he
6: worked here. Let That's, me let me ask you this real quick and then we'll dive into what you just asked about the passing game. 10 years ago, I guess 11 years ago, would you have been willing to say that on Sports Talk Radio about him then?
7: I couldn't. I couldn't. I was on their payroll. <laughs> All
6: right. So, and Robert, we'll answer that question. So, Here's the thing about that, because I listen to sports talk radio since I was a kid, and I listen to what happened, what was said about Bobby Petrino then compared to now, and there's a lot of stuff happening and stuff, but if he's still, and I don't know if, if the Leopard still hasn't changed his spots, or if he actually has, and if he's a better human being or whatever, there was not a single pushback from any sports radio host about Bobby P when he was coaching, and he wasn't, like you said, a good person for... What has been described, not just by Robert there, but many. So that being said, this is, and I heard Derek say this yesterday, it's 100% right. If you win in this state or really anywhere, people don't care what type of a human being you are. Or they do, but it's like the little whispers and stuff. They won't actually publicly come out against you or anything. But that's that's the situation when it comes to the sports on the Hill. That's just the reality. Some people won't tell you that. The athletic department sure as heck ain't going to tell you that. But that is just the truth that you need this morning. As the passing game, Tommy, Petrino, they're going to have some plays Saturday night that will rip Arkansas up. Their quarterback's name, Tom mentioned earlier. Jason Shelley. Jason Shelley. He's looked good. They're top seven.
4: He was the Missouri Valley Conference Player of the Week for them, he had five touchdowns last week in their game. They got three wide receivers. One of them transferred from Cincinnati, Jordan Jones. Uh, Keon Latulis is uh, their other one. And Ty Scott, uh, who was uh, sixth nationally in receptions a year ago in yards. Eight receptions. He's the guy you got to watch out for. He had 96 yards in their game a week ago.
6: Why do you, He kind of glossed over Jordan Jones. You know where he started, right? I just said Cincinnati. No, where he started start here yeah okay he's, he's the Arkansas connection okay. he's been playing he was recruited back in 2014 by Belama, and he's still playing football he might have even Ow. started in, in 2014 <laughs> Hutch asked Pittman that yesterday coach Pittman didn't remember him but think about that that is eight years I don't feel so bad playing. Playing.
4: if coach didn't remember him and he was here I, I don't feel so bad then
6: that's just pretty crazy to me that that is how his career trajectory has gone. He's gone all over the place. But yeah, Springfield it's where he's at. Oh I think they're going to have some some plays tomorrow. I keep saying tomorrow night. Saturday night mm-hmm. that will make Arkansas at times look foolish. And we know Barry Odom doesn't look foolish very often, but Petrino's that intelligent and smart when it comes to setting things up to execute on offense.
4: They've beaten UCA this year, twenty-seven to fourteen. Beat UT Martin last week, thirty-five to thirty. And uh, that's that's kind of what's happened so far for uh, for Petrino and his uh, his Bears. You look at where they're at right now in the FCS polls, and they're ranked fifth. Uh, preseason, they were five. Last two weeks, they've been fifth in the polls. So this is, I mean, this is a FCS program. This is one of the best FCS programs, and the team that you would probably pick to win that conference and also be back in those. Those playoffs as well. So, But it's all going to be, I mean, Robert's call is is spot on. We saw the third and 17 last week against South Carolina that gave up what seemed to be an, an untouched, easy touchdown for South Carolina and Spencer Rattler. Now, I'm not going to pretend that Jason Shelley is Spencer Rattler, but Arkansas has got some spots in the middle of the field. But Bobby Petrino, great coach, he'll, he'll, he'll pick at your weaknesses. But let's not like, act like Barry Odom isn't going to have some time to make adjustments. Doesn't mean Arkansas is not going to have plays where they don't line up right, or they just lose someone. But particularly if you end up, and I'll be interested to see Ty how much they send three, drop eight. You'd like to think that you're not going to let someone run free when you got eight guard and five. And that's you know I think they're they're going to apply pressure. I think they'll drop you know six some bring you know bring four more. I I don't think they're going to probably send three and drop eight unless that proves to be, hey, we can get all the pressure we want with three. You can't have guys running free, even in zone, though, with eight guys back there.
6: What do you think? I think Bobby Petrino is going to be able to whip up 300-plus passing yards against his Arkansas secondary, 877-377-6963, via call, via text. Like Johnny B., who's phoned in. Johnny, what do you think?
7: Hey, guys, can you hear me?
6: We can hear you, buddy.
7: Hey, um, so I don't think our secondary is that rough where they're going to put up 300 yards. I hope not. Um, but I was actually calling because we've kind of been in this spot before back when Petrino was coach, you know, just high-ranking, a lot of hype around our program. And whenever we won that Cincinnati game, I wanted to say national championship or bust. But how far are we away from really being able to compete with teams like the Georgias, like the Ohio State?
6: you will find out in a couple of weeks. And, and when you really? say that, can, you're talking about beating them. And, ter- hey, uh, Johnny B, All right, we'll, we'll answer his question. All right, So he asked the question, how far is Arkansas out from competing against Alabama and Georgia? Tommy said it best, basically two weeks, two days, you'll find out against Alabama. The difference, though, that we have brought up, Ole Miss has done it, A&M's done it, Auburn's done it to some extent is these teams will beat Alabama in the regular season, but then drop two games in the conference. And Alabama typically has one loss. Rarely, and I have to go back and double check this. I know they did in 2010, but rarely, and they did with Mac Jones, and that would have been 2019, because Mac played for Tua. Rarely does Alabama more have two regular season wins. Georgia on the other side, East, a little different. So in order to get to that, Competing point, I think you could comp- you compete with last year in Tuscaloosa. You can beat them this year in Fayetteville, but you also have to win your other games. And you have to win. Basically, you basically have one blemish outside of that Bama game because they probably ain't going to lose another game in conference play outside
4: of you. They already feel like they lost last week, even though it was a win. It's a great, great their point. mentality in Tuscaloosa. They already feel like there's an L on the board in a one point win at Texas. So these next two weeks, I mean, UL Monroe may get wore out this week because I bet they've been wore out in practice and in the film room by the coaching staff. They may not have 15 penalties again the rest of the year. They may clean up that stuff because Saban demands it. But to your point, Georgia's really been the only program that's gotten that regular season victory that then has catapulted into something greater, a national title. Yes, Auburn won. In one year, but has their program, I mean, look at where their program's at now. They're trying to figure out how to fire their coach right now. LSU's beat them. Look where they're at. They're in transition. A M, Jimbo's on the hottest of seats there is in this league right now.
6: And they just and, won last year. It and they down. just beat
4: them last year. Mm-hmm. Good point. It's one thing to win in the regular season. To your point, it's another thing to get to the postseason, SEC championship and beyond, and get another win. Georgia had difficulty beating them twice last year, but won the one that mattered. Um, You know, what you want to be able to do, and Georgia, you're right, has seemingly the perceived easier road out of the East. Beating Bama is a big deal for a short amount of time. But unless you can build on that and catapult
6: off that, the effect of beating Bama wears off pretty quick. Ask Ole Miss and ask some of the other teams we just talked about. Even in this situation where you avoid them throughout the regular season, and I think this year was 2017 Georgia, so Georgia goes, I believe, undefeated until the college football playoff national championship. They might have lost one game or whatever. But Auburn that year, with Jared Stidham beat Alabama somehow, and they played in the SEC championship, beat Georgia in the regular season, but lost to him. Georgia advances to the college football playoff. That's the year Alabama didn't make it to the SEC championship. Yeah. They still advance the college football playoff and they still beat Georgia in the national championship. So even if you beat them in the regular season and advance the SEC championship, there is still a realistic shot that you got to play them again in the college football playoff. So it's a, it's a double-edged sword, Johnny. Uh,
4: to, but uh, to directly answer Johnny's question, I think you can compete with him again this year. We've seen the evidence of that already. Why could you beat them this year? I think it's that offensive line. As long as those guys, particularly your guards and your center, Stromberg, Limmer, those guys, Latham, those three guys in there, you've got to have them. Obviously, the tackles are important as well with, with, with Jones and Wagner. But you got Crawford, that's a little more uh, of a serviceable, you know, sick number six guy, maybe, well off the bench, like in basketball, he can come in and play a couple of those spots. You really got to keep those guys healthy. If you've got a healthy, ready to go offensive line up front, I think that's what gives you a chance to win this year because Arkansas seems to be more on par. I think Alabama's taking a little bit of a step back. Arkansas is experienced up front, and I think that's why you got a chance this year playing at home to maybe you're not going to sneak up on them. They know what's coming. They know what they're getting with Arkansas. I think you got a chance to just go mano a mano maybe and let's see what happens. I'm not saying Arkansas is going to beat them, but I'm not afraid to play those guys like you have been in the past.
6: And offensively-wise, I think you're pretty confident that your team could do some damage against Alabama. A defense wins championships, and if you look at almost every Alabama loss that they've had, Defensively, even go back to last year, AM had that pick six. I think they had a, a kickoff return touchdown. I think it was either a Smith or a chain that took it back. You have to win like the other little things, too, particularly on defense. Do you trust Arkansas's defense in that situation with the best quarterback in all of college football to hold up? I'm not worried about the offense. But you trust that defense. That's something else you have to consider when talking about the game this year.
4: Matt in Birdtown asked, who does Alabama play the week before they play Arkansas? Well, they'll be physically wore out from playing Vanderbilt, <laughs> Matt. So, I mean, that's the thing. They get you all went and then Vanderbilt and then Arkansas. I mean, doesn't really set up to where, hey, you'd like him to have to play Bama and we've got to play A&M. You'd like it to set up maybe the other way around. Then they'd get A&M on the backside. So, either way, but... Uh, you know, there's not going to be a, a physical test uh, going into that game. This podcast has been presented by Bet
1: Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent subscribe to the hit that line podcast network the best podcast in the natty state just search hit that line wherever you listen to podcasts brought to you by Breeden rv center
0: it's the kia summer sticker sales event so give your friends something to look at like a b&b with an ocean view an endless field of wildflowers or a sunset that needs no filter. Make this a summer to share and save with a capable Kia SUV or powerful sedan. See your local Kia dealer or visit kia.com to learn more. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-334-KIA for details. Always drive safely. Sale applies to purchase of specially tagged 2024 vehicles only. Quantities are limited. Must take delivery by 7824.
3: You know when you're listening to a true
7: crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks?